Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. I'm Jason McClellan, and I am fortunate to be here with my geek counterpart, Maureen Ellsbury. Hey, Maureen, how's it going? Hey, it is going very well, and yourself. Yes, fantastic on my end, and I don't know about you, but I am super stoked because tomorrow I'm getting on a plane and going to New York Comic Con. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. I wish I could do that. You should. You really should. Oh, wait, you are. (laughs) (laughs) I am indeed. I am excited. My flight's a little later than yours. Uh, I fly out of Phoenix at like 11 p.m. And I'm super stoked. But the problem is, is there is way too much we have to do, way too many people to see, and only a few days to get it all in. Yeah, that's, that's always the New York trip problem. Uh, there's always way too much to do, and and yeah, I mean, it sucks having so many people, so many friends and, and people we know in New York because, you know, after making the cross-country trip, we always want to see them all, but that can't work, and uh, we're also there for an event, so trying to squeeze that in, too, really yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just got, I just got um, some text messages while I was at work from... Uh, my friend Kevin, who I haven't heard from in a while, he lives here though now, uh, but he has requested me purchase some figurines for him, some Comic-Con uh, exclusive figurines. <laughs> but I have to try to remember to do that too. <laughs> well, good luck. I'll, I'll try to help remind you. But uh, yeah, it's going to be good to see a lot of friends and hopefully we can we squeeze them in. We've, we've got to try to hook up with our buddy Lee Spiegel at the Huffington Post because... Uh, he gives a pretty good tour, and uh, it's fun when you get an excuse to get a tour of an awesome major newsroom. A little intimidating, right. but well, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have time. He has promised me a tour, so I, I have not yet been on the HuffPo exclusive tour. I've done the tour, see. and uh, you know, it, it doesn't. Be, being that it's the Huff, Huffington Post is very cool in itself, but. Being able to like go in a Manhattan skyscraper is a treat in itself because like you don't get to very often unless you like pay and whatever. I mean, if you walk by or, or go into any of these buildings and when I lived there it was it was always weird going in because you go in these gigantic buildings and most of the time the lobbies are, are very drab and there's nothing there but like massive security desk. With, like, tons of security people. You know, what the hell's going on here? Um, And they have the whole thing, like, barricaded off, and you can't get through unless you have proper authorization. Right. So that's how the building is where Huffington Post is as well. Uh, You go into the security desk, and uh, 
hopefully who you're there to see is called ahead to security and let them know that uh, they're expecting you. So you go to security and get your visitor badge and then you get to go up. But, uh, oh, but that's, that, that sounds pretty grim considering our, our dear friend, Lee Spiegel. I cannot see him calling ahead. <laughs> no, no, usually, uh, yeah, you got to give him a call and then he'll come down and, and rescue you. <laughs> so great. But that'll be fun. Hopefully we do get to see our dear buddy Lee. That'll be great. Our good friend Ryan Sprague, who's been a, a wonderful guest on the podcast many times and a contributor and a, a family member of ours at Rogue Planet, uh, we'll be crashing with him, and uh, hopefully we get to to run around the city with him a bit. Um, he's always fun in the city. And I just heard from our friend Garrett Wong, the wonderful actor from Star Trek Voyager. He's going to be in the city. He's not going to be there uh in an official capacity at uh, New York Comic Con, but uh, he'll be there hanging out and having some fun. So we'll get to to hang out with him and Mr. Aaron Sagers, the guy who basically lives at conventions, I believe. I, uh, he'll I, be there. I doubt we're going <laughs> to. I, I know. He's, he's always so entirely too busy at conventions. Um, and he's going to be bouncing uh, directly from Austin, the convention down there. What convention is down there? I forget what it is. It's WizardCon. Okay, yeah, so he's he's going directly from there to New York Comic Con. Uh, no time to breathe, just got to go go to the next con. Uh, wow. but, but yeah, his schedule's always so busy, and I, I tried to check in with him to see what uh, what panels he'll be moderating or, or involved with at New York Comic Con so we can plan our schedule accordingly, but I haven't heard back from him today. So hopefully we catch up with him. It'd be great to see him uh, in his own city, but uh, we'll see. I think... I think our chances are grim. I think so as well. Just too busy. I mean, this is, for once, we're going to be at a convention where we're not uh, at a booth as well. So yeah, that be, is true. Yeah. You and I are, are usually stuck to a booth. So this will be a, a purely uh, enjoyable event. And, hey, we're going to get to see a, a sneak preview of uh, of a movie that uh, – I don't know. I've been looking forward to it. It sounds interesting. It's a found footage movie, right? Extraterrestrial. Yes. Is that uh, what it's called? Yes. Yes. I was about to say alien abduction, but that was the last one. <laughs> that was the last one. Yeah. Extraterrestrial. They're going to have a, a advanced screening of that. And we've written about that at openminds.tv. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. You know, I mean, found footage movies can go either way, but, uh, I'm a fan of of the genre if it's done right. Uh, yeah, they, they can be hit or miss. You know, like I said, I was a little surprised at the quality of, of Alien Abduction. I think I talked about that on the podcast last time uh, because I finally watched that off of Netflix. But uh, yeah, this this will be interesting. I'm curious to see what they have to say in regards to uh, what they produced. Yeah. Yeah, so really looking forward to New York Comic Con coming up. Uh, we'll start our adventure tomorrow night, and uh, we'll most likely, if everything goes well, which it most likely won't, uh, <laughs> we'll try to try to uh, podcast from New York. That'll be fun, and we'll have some friends with us as well. And uh, Maureen, I've got to mention right now that uh, you know usually we. Uh, like to have I a hear drink. your ice clinking. <laughs> yeah, like to have a drink during our, our podcasting. And today I am partaking in a little bit of home. I am happy to be drinking 
a product from the wonderful Arizona Distilling Company, mm. Copper City Bourbon. I love this drink, and uh, I had to buy a bottle and bring it with me to Boise, so I had a little bit of home with me, and I recently uh, popped open the bottle. I had it stuck in a, a case, but I pulled it out because I wanted a little bit of home with me. Copper City Bourbon. It's one of the best bourbons I've ever had in my life. Oh, that's good. I mean, I think I, I tried it as well. Uh, Rodney, that who runs Yucca's involved in that. Yeah. Their, um, their gin is also probably the best gin I've ever had. Well, that's very, very high. <laughs> high praise. High I praise. mean, I'm just, I'm just having a glass of some, like, not that wonderful wine from Trader Joe's. Not too buffed up. Don't get me wrong. This is not a, not that far down the line, but um, yeah, not as fancy as you. Well, I'm, that, but. I'm sorry. It's, it's not as good, but you know what I thought about you uh, a couple weeks ago, my in-laws were in town for a visit. And uh, so my father-in-law stayed with our dogs. So my wife and I, and uh, my wife's mom could run around and, and have fun drinking around town. And we went to this awesome place that I've heard about in downtown Boise and hadn't been there yet, but uh, we just went there. It's called Bodovino. And this place has like a hundred plus wines on tap. And mm. it's an interesting concept. And I know you and I, when we've been in Vegas for work, have seen this before and it's just on a much grander scale. So, you know, when we walk through some of the lobbies of hotels and you see those like self-serve wine machines where you get the card yeah. and put it in and you like fill your glass with either a taster, a like small glass or a full glass. That's yeah. what this mm -hmm. place has, but with like 144 wines or something like that. Holy cow. So that's with bottles though. Yeah, with with bottles. They're, they're there. They're plugged into the machines. And uh, you, when you first go in, you buy a card with whatever dollar amount you want. You get a glass, and then you're on your own. You walk around this place and uh, try out the different wines. They also have, I think, uh, they do have food there. But it's fun just going around, sampling the different wines. And we found out the secret, the great secret to this place, is you watch for the guys changing out the bottles because when right. they change out the bottles they're changing out the bottles that are almost empty they're not all the way empty they're almost empty so if you stand by them and look like you're checking out and trying to decide what wine to get they'll say hi we're doing a tasting of this wine they're not really doing a tasting they're just dumping the rest of the bottle that they're changing and they'll so they'll give you a free half glass basically of wine and that worked well for me for for a couple of drinks i i got to go around and and get basically two free glasses of wine just by standing around looking for the wine i wanted and happened to be near the person changing the bottle so they poured me half a glass of wine it was great so speaking of home this made really big news and this is uh my home where i grew up in the washington area is it's they sort of hint about it on Friday and I tweeted about it and I was like no hey this crossing my fingers and then on Monday it was announced that indeed 
there will be a new season of Twin Peaks from Lynch and Frost coming our way in 2016 uh, on Showtime. This is huge because uh, most of Twin Peaks was filmed uh, in Washington, actually. And uh, I'm super excited about that. I don't think you watched Twin Peaks, did you? I had a feeling you would be quite excited about that. Yeah. And actually, uh, when Twin Peaks was on the air, I did watch uh, a few episodes but I never really got into it, and it's a show that I've wanted to get into, and I actually forced my wife to get into when she was looking for another show to watch. And so she watched the entire series on Netflix, yeah. um, but I have still not not jumped in. But I did hear the news, and that is huge news, and I know tons of people who are excited about it. Yeah, I'm it's a it's a big deal. It's tw- it's going to be set 25 years after uh, the series originally ended, and this aired in 1991. Um, so it's 25 years to the date, and uh, you know it's going to be focusing on the characters actually 25 years after. So who knows if they're going to actually be solving any of the mysteries that were kind of left unresolved uh, or not? But I also just found this amazing link. Uh, on the New York Magazine, NewYorkMag.com, uh, about all the sweaters from Twin Peaks, and uh, that's 150 or sorry, 117 different sweaters that were seen on Twin Peaks. So <laughs> I have, no, I mean, the sweaters are, are pretty magic, but I have no idea who took the time to be like, new sweater, write it down, new sweater. <laughs> that's amazing, and you know. If I would have been given the liberty on Hangar 1, I would have worn a different sweater, an interesting sweater, on every episode of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we, we could have made to... a, se- a separate hashtag for each episode. That would have been great. But it was it was just the one cardigan for all one the episodes. One gray cardigan, boring cardigan. Yep. Ah, uh, that's too bad. Too yeah. bad. But you know what? So speaking of the uh, roughly same time period here, I want to th- bring up the fact that I'm extremely excited because you and I, in just a matter of days, are going to be taking a picture with yeah. Dana Scully. This That's pretty awesome. True. Jillian Anderson <laughs> is going to be at New York Comic Con and... Uh, you and I have our ticket to get a picture with Jillian Anderson. You know, and I'm not one big for taking photos with celebrities or anything like that. It's not just not a big deal to me. Uh, but this is going to be pretty cool. This is uh, really cool for for a couple of reasons. I mean, the obvious one is you and I are, that's our profession, UFO journalism. But uh, you and I have both also been accused slash complimented <laughs> as, as being uh, Dana Scully yeah, as opposed to hmm. Fox Mulder being the, uh, the skeptical investigator. So exactly. the, the fact that we're, we're both uh, Dana Scully and we're going to get a picture with the Dana Scully, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, so it's going to be Scully, Scully, and Scully. Yep. And I think that's how we'll label it as well. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think so. It just makes sense. Yes. But um yeah, I think we'll probably have three seconds. We won't 
don't even have time. You know, you don't actually say hi or anything. It's just like no, you run in, no. you pose, and you thank you, bye. Yeah. So um, that'll be funny, though, nonetheless. <laughs> it will be funny. I mean, it's unfortunate that uh, Fox Mulder won't also be there because that would be a pretty awesome picture. But I don't know if you've noticed this, but in all of the photos that I've seen online that people post of uh, the photo ops at different cons where they've both been uh, taking pictures, they both seem to have the same expression. Yeah, it's very... (laughs) Very serious, very kind of like... It almost is the con look, like, uh, I'm really tired, move along. But uh, I think you and I will have to imitate that face. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to plan it out. (laughs) Like look just super serious. Super serious. Yeah. Well, actually I I haven't told you this yet. Um, I had a free credit on audible and I Uh I normally, I like to read books. I normally don't listen to them. Um, so this is going to be like the second book I've ever listened to. Uh, I had a free credit and the app was already downloaded to my phone. So I downloaded Jillian Anderson's new book. Um, a vision of fire okay. today during, during work. And, uh, are you going to listen to it on the plane? Oh, you already started. I started listening to it on the drive home. It takes me, it took me about 40 minutes to get home, but it's a nine and a half hour, uh, audio thing. But Jillian Anderson herself narrates it, which is, Oh, does she really? Yeah. She's the voice. Interesting. So she does, she does some, uh, interesting rendition <laughs> for different characters. I kind of yeah. was, laughing at a couple points of her yeah. like trying to be deep probably like man voice like a man yeah but it wasn't really working that well oh that's interesting uh i'll yeah i'll play you might, a bit of it i want to listen to a little bit of that uh yeah interesting no i'm i'm actually a fan of audiobooks um i just don't usually have the time to listen to them but uh, for traveling i really like them and driving to Boise, I actually listen to a lot of audiobooks too. But, you know, it really depends on who's doing the narrating because some of them, some of the narrators do a fantastic job and they really get into it. They do fantastic voices and can actually pull off multiple voices. Mm-hmm. So it, it really adds to the experience and, and lets you really kind of fall into the story um, as opposed to just reading and. I don't know. I'm a creative person, so I, I can typically create a good uh, fantasy world in my mind and, and imagine things. But a good narrator can create that for you. It's just like watching a movie. Right. Um, so some of the, the sci-fi stuff I've listened to, some some great classic sci-fi, Robert Heinlein stuff, um, listening to that is really cool. It's it's like watching a movie, but with your eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, uh, the book has not been getting the greatest of reviews That's too uh, bad. so far, but it just came out today. So yeah, it's had very few. You know, it's mostly three star things. Um, I will see. I'm only um, in the second chapter or so, so uh, I'll keep people posted. Um, and that's kind of to be expected, I think, with releases and certainly things that uh, have high anticipation from super fans right you know, i think a lot of people hope for a lot and then when it comes out they're all oh man that's not what i was expecting so they're disappointed but when they go back they give it a second chance not so bad right and then i guess for readers you should know vision of fire um 
she co-wrote it with with another individual um that it's basically about this woman uh psychiatrist who starts having to investigate claims of the unusual it's kind of paranormal so sort of investigation in regards to that so it's kind of a little x-files you know esque, but not um so you and i should co-write a book actually that's not a terrible idea jason yeah Yeah, Um, we've got some ideas (laughs) so also totally off topic but i don't know why i can't get this out of my head because i want to know what you think um is the stupid internet you know sometimes i wish buzzfeed would disappear (laughs) <laughs> pops up everywhere is i saw the in uh excuse my language here uh a poll that said that um is it fuck marry or kill so you have to choose which one of the three people you'd fuck marry or kill and uh the options this time were a bunch of sci-fi chrises so of the three you got to give me your your answer here uh uh-oh all right, so Chris Hemsworth, who obviously played Thor, Chris Pine, Star Trek, or Chris Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy, go. Oh, man. That, that requires some serious contemplation there. <laughs> oh, man. I had an answer right away, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me again who they are. Okay, so. Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. And no, not Chris Pine. Sorry, I, I said, I didn't mean to say Chris Pine, did I? Chris Evans. Um, oh, Chris Evans, okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why, like, I keep saying that today. Um. Yeah. So that you got Captain America, Thor, or uh, Guardians. What are you going for? Well, I'm going to have to say that, and I don't know, because you, you know this. I've told you this before. I'm a, I'm a Chris Evans fan. Are you? I, I, I am. I, I think he's a pretty sexy guy. So... I don't know. That one could both be in the F category and the Mary category. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Thor. I don't know. That's that's also in the, the F category as well. Hmm. So I think that leaves our guardian friend in the kill, unfortunately. But, you know, I like all three of these guys. So that's that's just such an unfair list. Well, so I'm, I know. I'm that's curious to hear what you what you said. It was posted as the hardest one of these. Yeah, at, I agree. Uh, so, for me, Peter Quill, our, our Guardians friend, mm-hmm. uh, is my Mary. Okay. Uh, and I definitely f uh, Thor, and then okay. uh, sorry, I'd have to kill Chris Evans. Not okay. Just just out of you know the out of the, the competition. Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm a Chris Evans guy. I I think he's kind of dreamy. So <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand. Like I said, that's that's a unfair one. That's so tough. Damn. <laughs> well, uh, since you pulled out a random thing, I'm going to pull out a random thing. And I don't know if you saw my picture 
a couple weeks ago that I posted with my uh, new acquisition of a product called Nerd Wax. I did see this picture. Yes. So Nerd Wax, I don't remember when I first saw it. I definitely saw it pop up online somewhere, and I was like, what the hell is that? But it's like uh, it comes in a tube like chapstick, a chapstick tube. But it's it's something that you put on your glasses, your eyeglasses, to keep them from slipping off your nose. I don't and, think that mine slip. Yeah, well, mine recently started slipping. And the real answer here is I just need to go into a store and have them fixed, <laughs> mm-hmm. readjusted. Um, but I figured I'd try this product out and... Just like roll it out like chapstick and rub it on your the the eye pieces uh, that's the the nose pieces that sit on your nose, and it keeps it from slipping. And I don't know, it it's not it doesn't work miracles, but it helps. And yeah. I like that the guy makes it at home, and <laughs> it's a total like indie product that was like a, a crowdfunded to get started. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. So. Okay. So, so I'm watching the, uh, I'm watching their little video yeah. and yes, my glasses do slip then. So I'm watching them <laughs> like, okay, I do that all the time as they're all yeah. pushing them up. Um, yep. Oh, well, that's good. Good to know it works then. Um, it's kind of funny. I actually have a friend who does, I mean, this is a little more off the hipster deep end, mm-hmm. but, um, he runs a mustache beard wax company now and this is just out of his house too that he started but now he's got all these local uh places um carrying it like uh, that's a good market to get into i mean there's definitely a market for it now thanks to the hipsters uh damn and speaking of the hipster hipster culture it's so funny because i i've gone to the same place to get my haircut for the last 16 years and now that I've moved, I had to find a new place for a haircut. So I went, and this is pretty funny, and I, I almost threw this place out really fast. But uh, so I was just doing a search, and I found this place. It's like a total like place that celebrates, like I don't know, like 50s culture, like pinups and rockabilly and that kind of stuff. And um, So all right, this sounds fun. I'll go check them out. So I scheduled an appointment. I went there and I stood outside. The place was closed and uh, I had an appointment for 10 o'clock and I got there 10 minutes early. Nobody was there. 10 o'clock rolls around. Nobody's there. 10.15 rolls around. Nobody's there. 10.30 rolls around. I'm out of there. So I call, I both call and email the place and say, I was, uh, you know, looking forward to checking out your place, but uh, waited and waited and waited half hour. Nobody showed. So kind of sucks. So the owner of the place calls me back and says, yeah, sorry, the person you had your appointment scheduled with uh, packed up her stuff and bailed on us. That's what you get when you lease out your space to independent people. So, all right, yeah, that sucks. And I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to go and go to like a super cuts or something. Uh, but she said, you want to come back uh, tomorrow? I'll cut your hair for free. So, okay, I like free haircut. So I went there today and they were really cool. They were super nice people. And uh, there were two people, two employees there, the owner and, and another employee there um, when I was there. And when they found out 
what I did uh, in particular with UFO journalism, uh, one of them like really freaked out. It's like a super UFO fan and started talking about MUFON and <laughs> the local MUFON stuff here. And of course, Mr. Nutjob Giorgio Suclos and, and other things. Yeah. Um, but that, that was amusing. But the reason I, I bring up that story about my, my, the new place I get my haircut is because the woman who was fascinated the most by UFOs and, and started talking about all the UFO stuff, uh, she is, her title there, I believe, is a beardsmith. Mm. And she's specifically there to tend to beards and mustaches. And uh, she does all of this wonderful beardsmithing. I didn't know beardsmithing was a thing, but apparently it is. Well, that's good, I guess. And I would say that's because I'm in Idaho and there are mountain men here and they have beards, but mountain men don't care about beardsmithing. No, they like their... They're just wild. Yeah, I like I like me a little mountain man. Yeah. No, but apparently they do like <laughs> sculpting and waxing and all sorts of stuff to make the beard perfection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn hipsters. They'll rule the world one day. <laughs> I think they do right now. Oh, oh, well. Maybe I'm just jealous because I can't grow a beard. That is probably right. You cannot grow much facial hair. And when you do, it's very, like, blonde and... Well, you can yeah, grow yeah. a big mustache. Like, unless you, like, see my face, like, with the sun hitting it just right, you don't realize that I even have facial hair. Like, wow. I think I, 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 the, when you actually grew that mustache out, I was in the office for... Like two weeks, not realizing you had a full mustache. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, wait really, a minute. Really creepy sometimes. I'm like the the uh, the husband that doesn't notice his wife's haircut or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, silly facial hair. Well, yeah, and my wife and I play a game here in Boise sometimes called Hipster or Mountain Man because you can't really tell. It's like people used to play Hipster or homeless here things yep, like that exactly. lots of all sorts of weird games we'll see <laughs> that when we go to uh new york this week as well absolutely well maureen i am super stoked to uh be meeting up with you in new york for new york comic-con and uh yeah hopefully we manage to make things work hook up with some buddies and uh, do some podcasting from that wonderful city for sure i have to pack now so uh Yep. Time for packing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to the Rogue Planet podcast. And uh, I am Jason McClellan. And on behalf of Maureen Ellsbury and myself, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you again soon. Adios. Later.